Blog Talk Radio. Need your sea islands and thing like that. This is the head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad you're on the chillin' to tune in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. This year the Queen Quet. So glad that you're to join we, but we show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio where we the key upliftment and to the living legacy and to pay ancestral homage. So we're so glad that you're on the chillin' to take this your time with we the season, but do this year one more again. So glad for all the hundred children were there around the world and thing like that. What to tune in to this year broadcast and thing like that. And to share them, to download them, to put them on your iPad and all that kind of thing like that. To go on iTunes and subscribe to them for free and thing like that. We're so glad for hundred children, y'all. And read of us all the hundred were there, y'all, at blogtalkradio.com slash Gullah where we to be. We're so glad that hundred to tune in one more again for this year Gullah Rhythm Radio journey. So, this season, we going to crack with people plenty of things we've been going on and things we're kind up. So, we're so glad this season that we did y'all together for do this y'all one more again, yeah? So, for all the hundred children, we're there around the world and things like that, 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 and Santal told me to crack with people like this, yeah? Make them easy for hundred children and things this season. 
I'm going to change over this way so you can definitely under and overstand me. And so this is Queen Quet, Chiefess and Head of State of the Gullah Geechee Nation. And I'm very happy to once again announce that the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition is still the sponsor of this weekly broadcast. And you can find them at www.gullahgeechee.net www.gullahgeechee.net and you can also email us to g-u-l-l-g-e-e-c-o at aol.com if you are trying to reach me especially in regard to the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour which I am back on already at the conclusion of our Gullah Geechee Nation Volunteer Month I immediately got back on the road again as the song says starting right on off right here in the Chuck at MUSC. And I want to thank everyone that was there and everyone of our partners at MUSC that made that day come about. It's truly special. I'll be going back up to do some more work with many of them this coming week. But then I will be heading out to Chi-Town in the next couple of weeks. I'll be out in Chicago. And then a number of other folks will be coming in and out in between these journeys. And we have a lot of things going on right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation that I'll be taking part of as well as a result tour. So if you're trying to get in touch with me to find out about getting on the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour schedule, please go to queenquet.com. And so at this point, I definitely want to take the time and do what we usually do on this broadcast, and that is to go ahead and dedicate this program through a moment of silence because there are so many of our ancestors now that are sacred ancestors of this journey of the Gullah Geechee Nation, including Dr. Yusuf N. Cly, including the Beach Lady Marvin Betch, including Mr. Johnny Simmons, including Miss Alice Collins, including many others like the Reverend Willis T. Goodwin that were there from the beginning of the Halim Galabimi that crossed over during the time that we have been on this journey of international recognition that were there to give good words, positive words, including the late Philip Simmons, that were there to encourage and to say, keep them going on for the many people that the natives of St. Helena Island that I work side by side with that may not have totally understood the international human rights arena, but truly under and overstood local history, local culture, and wanted to ensure that the next generation under and overstood it as well and that they truly gave their lives to the work that I am still continuing to do. Folks like the late Gloria Potts, God bless the dead, who her last words to me were, fight them. And so still to this day, these are the folks whose spirits I honor each and every time I take to a stage or take to this microphone to let others know who we be down here in this land, for this And so this evening, I want to take our weekly moment of silence, but I want to dedicate this program to all of them that left this legacy that we are yet fighting for, holding on to, and standing up for.
Amen. 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 And Ashe. So glad if I had all of Hunter Chiller. Tune in. And Yeti. But not only them, but what are going on this year day. Anything like that. In the Gullah Geechee Nation. And it is a blessing to have the international audience that we have, not only for this show, but also for Gullah Geechee TV and for our Gullah Geechee Nation blog. And if you're not familiar with any of those and want to connect to any of them, just go to our Gullah Geechee Nation blog, which is at www.gullah, Geechee, G-E-E-C-H-E-E, there is no I in Geechee, Nation, N-A-T-I-O-N, dot com. Go to GullahGeecheeNation.com and you can subscribe to our blog for free. We thank the over 160-something or 70-something thousand people who have read the blog. We thank all the people who have subscribed to it. So, And I know that it's making a difference because people are stopping me in various places, locally and nationally and internationally, telling me what they read, what they saw, what they can connect to from the vision that God gave me in terms of fighting for Gullah Geechee culture, not only locally, but regionally, nationally, and internationally, and how they now take pride in their own communities and want to do the same types of work, want to engage in a process that will uplift their communities and also, and so it is truly a blessing to hear this from people around the world. And especially to then live out where you see the manifestations of your work within your own community. Because there's so many people who will say, well, they don't understand this and they don't understand that. But they will end up saying to me, oh, but I watch your show. And after I watch your show, I start to understand a bit more about the work that you do on our behalf. That is truly a blessing. When people start to recognize that the work you are doing is not for yourself, but it is for the whole, which is the purpose of why I get up each and every day and have been doing this for over 30-something years. Each and every day, eat, drink, live, breathe Gullah Geechee culture. And I continue to see more and more people engaging in a process of starting to get away from solely entertaining people about culture, but wanting to instead educate, and when there's an appropriate time for entertainment, keeping it in the appropriate arena for it. As we were raised here, as my mama raised me, there's a time and a place for everything. And so on the tree of life, there are all things. But we need to know the appropriate context and the appropriate time, the season for certain things. And right now is not the season for solely entertainment as it relates to cultures. This is the time that we need to continue to unite around protecting the land rights and the human rights of not only Gullah Geechis, but many different people in the world. Many different communities of the world are faced with issues right now that surround land and whether or not the communities who've historically been on those lands will remain on those lands, and how viable the land is. These are environmental issues. These are environmental justice issues. These are community cultural issues. 
These are cultural heritage these are issues. These are things that these we are, are dealing with over and over within the Gullah Geechee community on a daily basis. And I have been dealing with these issues under an array of categories and names for it um, over the years. And so it has been very, very interesting being at this point in time wherein uh, people are now kind of joining in, kind of in the middle of the story. So I want to be able to give people just a little bit more background on the story of this journey. And I thought now would be a truly appropriate time since we didn't broadcast directly on April the 1st. But April the 1st, 1999, was when I became the first Gullah Geechee in the world to before the United Nations. And I spoke in Geneva, Switzerland. And so it's been interesting from that time to now, the way in which that story has evolved and has gone around the world and how people begin to share in that story. And here it is. It's very interesting to me to go back after all of this time and continue to go back to the human rights arena and be able to speak before them today and essentially give the updates on what has gone on, what has happened, what we are continuing to fight for, what we've continued to fight through, what we are up against, because the journey did not end before the United Nations. In fact, the journey truly began. Many of you know that the motto or the slogan, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, which I founded right before going to make that speech, three years before, I founded the first organization in the world to truly focus on the rights of Gullah Geechees. At that point, it was about land rights. It was about cultural rights and being able to express our culture in a positive and uplifting fashion and not allow other people to come in and dictate to us how our story should be told. And so also not to allow people to tell our story in an inaccurate manner. And so from that time forward and because of that work, that was why I got the invitation to be able to go before the International Human Rights Commission in Geneva, Switzerland. And the invitation came through the International Human Rights Association for American Minorities. Now, many people never got to hear the speech that I delivered. And so I made sure that today I would bring that, it's time to revisit it and then place in context where we are today with the Gullah Geechee Land Fund that we are on a $5 million fundraiser to achieve, to talk about where we are today with the Gullah Geechee Alke Bulan Archive, which is the only archive in the world totally dedicated to Gullah Geechee history, heritage, and culture, which we are in the second phase of digitizing all of the records and the photographs and the videotapes, the audio tapes that we've amassed over all of these years of documenting our story and our journey in human rights. 
where we are today with our Gullah Geechee Angel Network, which is the official 501c3 of the Gullah Geechee Nation, and where we are today, where we have legitimate events and activities and places, institutions that are owned, operated, and run by Native Gullah Geechis, while we then now have to also compete with federal entities, the state entities, and entities by others who are not Gullah Geechee, who are now labeling every other thing Gullah Geechee and putting little sweetgrass icons on things, only to draw in more tourism, which is the thing that set me off to going to have the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition formed in the first place, and then set me on a plane heading to Geneva, Switzerland back in 1999, where at 8.30 p.m. on April 1st, 1999, I sat down in a chair not realizing when I stood up, I would stand up with the world standing with me, not realizing that a short speech would make the kind of difference that this one made for people in the world and for people on this human rights journey and especially for the people living Gullah Geechee traditions, heritage, and culture, not realizing all these years later, people would still want to know about that day, that evening, that week that I spent in Geneva, Switzerland, what it was like and what my life has been like since then. So I thought it not robbery, as we would say in the church, to share this tonight on the air somewhat in the way that it was shared back then. And praise to the creator and homage to my ancestors, I give thanks for the opportunity to be here. On behalf of the elders and culture keepers of the Gullah Geechee Sea Islands of the United States, I thank this commission for allowing me the privilege to speak in this forum. I make this statement today as an associate of the International Human Rights Association of American Minorities, known as ELRAM, and on behalf of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. The latter organization I founded as a means to connect all people of the Sea Islands with other people around the world that are interested in assisting my people with the preservation and continuation of our native culture, Gullah. Our native tongue, which most of us have been denied the opportunity to speak in public for generations, is the language that I've been guided to present to you in today, given that you all have translations of the words that I will present on behalf of my community. I ask that you hear us, Yediwi. The answers to them, the teeth from the back of them, when a slave, when the teeth from the back of them, back of them, doing this thing, it's called transatlantic slavery and things like that. Then, we care we for truly just study and take, for truly any paper that then they hear about called letter journal, newspaper and take, will, truly any, where all the rest of them are going to be They have a teeth and a care we to these yarlas, will throw down in landed course. Or what in the Yeti vote called the United States. We did it from the western part of Al-Kimbula. Well, honey, Yeti called the Windward Course, Rice Course, and the Angola. This year, been a land on which the Tifui African and things like that. Tifui, Kawi, Selwi. They are throw we down and chain we down and things like that. For make me for work without we chase and things like that. And we had rights and nothing to all talk. For Nijala, or in the Caribbean, the little part of Nijala. This is your Seattle, that they did it with Gola and the Geechee people today. And Joshua County, South Kakalaki, which right yona to the bottom part of North Kakalaki, down the Mealy Island in Northern Florida. This year, been a weird slave auction block for Dede in the United States. Been a this year place, it's called Charlestown in the Carolina. 
This your city? Well, build upon this your walk. What if indigenous people, the Native American people, then do alongside the African? What the teeth from Barbados, by the Bukharim, what if a Yeti vote called the British Unfortunities? Then I went back into the speech in a way they could understand because by this point, the entire audience had tried to grumble, tried to switch the switches, trying to understand what I was saying, and then someone said, shh, and the whole room got quiet so they could hear what I had been saying other than what the translators would say. So when I switched back to American English, the translators could continue their translation. And I let them know, Charlestown is now called Charleston, South Carolina. Many people consider this the center of Gullah culture. However, the main places in which anyone is still able to locate viable Gullah communities is the same place in which the culture developed on the island. Due to being placed on isolated islands, here the Gullahs had extreme minimal contact with Anglo culture. Africans that came from various ethnic groups and who spoke different tongues and had different spiritual rituals were able to combine these and form a new culture, its own language. This is Gullah, that Hunavini Yeti vote just now. Gullah people were the labor force that harvested Carolina gold rice, which became the rice that brought the highest price on the market. They also harvested and processed long staple sea island cotton, which was used all over the world to make the finest garments. Indigo completed the list of what we call the cash crops. These products were brought forth due to the knowledge of their cultivation that the Africans in America now refer to as Gullahs knew. They brought about the wealth that built the infrastructure of the United States. It also supported the base of European cities such as London and Liverpool, England. Gullah and Geechee people were never allowed to express their rights as human beings due to the various means of oppression that they endured through different periods in history. They were forced to work without pay and were sold away from their family and friends. The break from their clans and tribes called connections with others that caused connections the connections with others that were under these same conditions, but it also caused irreparable damage in that Gullahs may never be able to return to the actual villages from which their great-great-great-grandparents were stolen of the chance to pass this information on. During enslavement, Gullah Geechis were not allowed to write or read. This was made a law in the United States. As they were found doing either of these things, punishments as severe as death could be imposed and were in, and were in in many cases. They were also banned from playing the drum when it was found in various uprisings where Gullah Geechee stood in order to regain what was rightfully theirs, freedom. Gullah Geechee's even joined forces with indigenous or Native American people in their efforts to take a stand against the gross violations of their rights. This resulted in over 40 years of war against the United States governing forces and militias, which very few American texts refer to. When it is mentioned, it's called the Seminole Wars. However, it would be more appropriate to call this the Gullah Wars, given that my ancestors were the primary group involved. They formed a group called the Seminole Nation as a result of the years of living among the indigenous in which they all dwelled together and eventually went into the swamps of Florida and later west into what is now Oklahoma and Texas and the United States and into Mexico. Gullah Geechee people that were forced to live in the mainland as servants or who later, Gullah people who were forced to live in the mainland as servants or who later migrated there after the Civil War speak a dialect of the Gullah language called Geechee. Just as they have picked up more of the dominant language of the United States, English, they have been forced 
to lose many of the ways that they had when they were on the islands. Gullahs and Geechees have been denied any education in the Gullah language. Most have not ever been taught any of the aspects of our story, which I presented to you thus far. We were told that the way that we spoke was backward and ignorant, and to get anywhere in life, we were to stop speaking like that and to learn, quote, proper English, end quote. Given the fact that our community has been encroached upon from the time of the arrival of soldiers and missionaries during the Civil War until today with the onslaught of resort and retirement areas, we have had other groups of people superimpose their cultural mores upon us. Our children have been taught in a system designed by outsiders to our community. This system has been designed to focus on Anglo-American history with little mention of people of African descent beyond calling them slaves and then mentioning two or five other people that are considered African-Americans of note. My people who built the foundation of African-American culture are not mentioned in classrooms. Our language is still misunderstood and thus not considered to be acceptable for academic and professional arenas even been told in political and legal forums that were focused on laws that would be placed on the areas that we live in, that there is no such, quote, culture, end quote. Well, I am before you today as a result of the existence of my community. As Clifford Gertz wrote, quote, community is a culturally defined way of life, end quote. Part of the way that Gullah Geechee people were able to survive chattel slavery with our language, spiritual expressions, and our crafts and skills intact is because we had the strength, adaptability, and faith. Our adaptability has caused us to be master code switchers, which allows us to be able to speak to you like this, or to crack my teeth like this show, and this show we will never been half a do. We have had to keep our culture, our language, our community hidden in order to protect it from the world. Our community is joined by water just as the water brought us to the new world. We live off the land and from the sea. However, as other people saw the richness of the land on which we dwell, we started to be removed from our homeland. This area was even officially declared as our homeland by the United States government via William Tecumseh Sherman's Special Field Order Number 15, which he issued during the Civil War. In it, he stated, quote, Number one, the islands from Charleston south, the abandoned rice fields along the rivers for 30 miles back to the sea and the country bordering the St. John's River, Florida, are reserved and set apart for the settlement of the Negroes, now made free by the acts of war and the proclamation of the President of the United States. Two, at Buford, Hilton Head, Savannah, Fernandina, St. Augustine, and Jacksonville, the blacks may remain in their chosen or accustomed vocations, but on the islands and in the settlements here and after to be established, no white person whatsoever, unless military officers and soldiers detailed for duty, will be permitted to reside, and the sole and exclusive management of affairs will be left to the free people themselves, subject only to the United States military authority and the acts of Congress, end quote. Sherman was an agent of the United States President Abraham Lincoln. This field order got rescinded and the land was never given to my people. However, it was bought at auctions by Gullahs and Geechees in large plots. Once the Anglo people that had our families enslaved on much of this land received word in the north where many of them ran to when when they found out that they were going to possibly be freed, many of them began lawsuits to try to take land back from us. Today, we are still fighting to remain on our land, to preserve our language and customs, and to have people know of our existence before we are eliminated entirely or fenced out of our own home. Wealthy developers, I call them destructionaires now, have been built, have built gated communities throughout the Sea Islands and left cultural destruction in their wake. 
uh, graveyards and burial grounds have been desecrated. Grave markers have been removed and areas leveled. Clubhouses, golf courses, and other recreational facilities for rich, affluent people have been placed on top of graves. This is going on in spite of us bringing these issues before our courts and which are supposed to uphold the laws that they have in their books that clearly state that this is an illegal practice. We are not allowed to visit some of our burial grounds or graveyards or other sacred lands due to gated communities being located there. We are not allowed to enter these resort and retirement areas unless the person that lives within the gates leaves our names at an entrance to allow us, quote, permission, end quote, to enter. Many of our crafts and means of survival are fading as a direct result of pollution of many of our historic waterways and our soil by resort and retirement areas. We are also placed under numerous restrictions which go against our traditional ways of being independent and sustaining our families. The financial gain from recreation is a major focus of many people in the United States. Thus, there is little put into preservation, especially in reference to the preservation of the heritage of a people of African descent. For us, the land is an extension of ourselves. Without the land, which we have nurtured and which has fed us, we have lost all that makes us who we are. As one of our ancestors, Uncle Smart X, stated, quote, We born you, you parent grave deal. We done other country. This year we home. The North folks have home in it. What a pity. Then I come here. Then I love their home like we love we home. For then, they would have never come here. For they, we out from we. But take this year, buy all from we. End quote. We've opened our doors many times to other people to host them in our community. But that has resulted in them moving in and moving us out. We believe in working with other people, for we know Empty Shack can't stand right alone. We believe that it takes more than one to hold up the sack that holds history and heritage. Thus, we went to the United States government to find out what would we need to designate our home as a World Heritage Site. And we were told that due to the parameters that the United States has set for this, it would be impossible to have that happen. However, we know that anything that has been written can be rewritten. There are exceptions to rules or amendments to laws. Therefore, our community would greatly appreciate any assistance that this commission could provide in order to have the National Park Service or the Department of the Interior of the United States to recognize how important it is to preserve our community, which no doubt is of historical significance to people globally. We seek to educate people in the world about Gullah Geechee people and our kids people called the Seminole who struggle to hold on to their language and heritage in the western parts of the United States. We want to be able to preserve our historic and sacred buildings and land areas, which stand as testimonials to our connection to our kindred islands in the Caribbean and other parts of the world, including our connections to West Africa. We want to be able to have our children proudly continue our crafts and spiritual expressions, and most of all, our language. The Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition is currently working to obtain funds for land reclamation. This will allow many of our people that have been displaced from the islands to be able to return. The prohibitive prices of real estate are bidding against billion-dollar corporate developers does not allow them to have equal footing in the current battle for ownership of the very same land that we have dwelled on and nurtured for generations. My community is looking back at our story and doing all that we can to have it recognized by others as we fight to hold on to it. We know that you truly do not know where you are from if you do not know where you come from. We ask that this commission help us in continuing to be the keepers of our culture. We realize that Hona must take care of the root to heal the tree. You must take care of the root to heal the tree. I thank you for providing me this opportunity.
when I stood up that evening, as I said before, I didn't realize the world would stand up with me. I was then bombarded and surrounded by people speaking all different types of languages, wanting to know what language that was I'd spoken in and where did I come from? What was my country? Who were my people? And more than that, they encouraged me to keep on fighting for them. And I've done that. I've done that because my ancestors are owed that much. Our children to come are owed that much. That they should have a place and a space on which they can dwell and live out their own traditions and culture without being forced to assimilate into someone else's. You should be able to crack your teeth like I did show you. And I have all the rest of the people that think say you're cracky. Then I have to take my double-lash funny back and think like I did it. Tall, tall. And so here it is that today I can proudly say the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that helped to get me over there in conjunction with the International Human Rights Association for American Minorities, which I'm now part of the directorate of. I was only an associate of them when I went to make the speech because I was just learning what human rights was and learning how the United Nations worked. I didn't even realize when they first asked me about going to the United Nations and I agreed to go that there was a United Nations in Switzerland. I thought the United Nations in Manhattan was the one I was going to, that I would hop on a subway ride and go across there with a token and then speak there, not knowing they were going to send me an e-ticket to an ID, a passport to go to the other side of the world to then make this speech, but that this speech would then be heard around the world and back in my community. I can still Google online each April and find the initial articles, and I can go in the Gullah Geechee Al-Kibulan archive from time to time and come across the initial articles that were written throughout my county and throughout the state of South Carolina because I became the first person in the entire state of South Carolina, they found out, to ever speak before the United Nations Human Rights Commission or the United Nations at all. And to this day, that may very well still be the case. Now, there are others who are here talking about wanting to make trips because we're now in the international decade of people of African descent, but they want to do this to make films to try to get some kind of new platform. That is not part and parcel of the reason that I continue to go to the United Nations and continue to represent our people there. I go there not to make a platform, but to continue on a global platform of support for people's human rights around the world to continue to fight for people to recognize that just because someone's culture is not identical to yours does not make your culture superior to the other person's and does not give you the right to deny this individual an opportunity to express themselves in their culture, in their language, and to express their cultural traditions through spiritual practices and living traditions each and every day. No one has the right to deny you your God-given rights. So that is why I continue on the journey that I'm on. Part of this journey has pointed out that the word Gullah means people blessed by God. That is why our international, our national flag says we be Gullah Geechee anointed people. That anointing, that blessing of these people blessed by God continues to flow through my veins and continues to flow through this land and this sand. It is being recognized all the more daily. But again, we want it to be presented accurately, 
not for entertainment, not just because somebody else just wants to get a look. This is not Colonial Williamsburg and Black. This is a living, breathing community that should be respected by all that enter herein. And we shouldn't have to be asked to speak for me, dance for me, sing for me. That is disrespectful. And so the sooner that people start to gain more and more knowledge of what we live through, the more that they can open their eyes to the truth of what we are living now and where we are headed for our future. So we have opened our doors, as I mentioned in that speech many times, to people who are not native Gullah Geechis, people from other cultures. And we've had people try to force us to behave like they'd like us to, but we don't. And fortunately, we don't. So that's why the U.S. Congress did end up passing the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Act after I made the speech. We ended up having Low Country Special Resource Study of Gullah Geechee Culture. That process that took six years to get that underway ended up then with another three-year process for us to get the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Act essentially into the law books. So in 2006, the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Act became a U.S. federal law, picking up from where William Tecumseh Sherman's field order left off to now acknowledge, protect, support, preserve Gullah Geechee culture and our traditions and to help the Gullah Geechee people to empower themselves. And so that is part of the general management plan that resulted out of the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Corridor Commission that was also created by that federal act. I chaired that general management plan. I'm the expert commissioner embedded with the U.S. White House to carry out that process of working on that corridor commission. You now travel through the Gullah Geechee Nation and see our Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Corridor signs. I sat on a two-person subcommittee of that corridor commission to get those signs designed and then get the process going. So I was very proud when I started seeing them on, on the highways, and I still am proud when I see them on the highways. But more than that, I take more pride in all the people and the communities who I see taking pride in our cultural traditions, who are living out the culture and are empowered to take care of their own communities. I had a chance to celebrate with many of you over the past month during Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month on St. Helena Island. And then also last Saturday at Mesquita Beach up near Sal Degree in the James Island area, where we are currently underway fighting to protect Mesquita Beach from demolition, fighting to make sure that instead of demolition, we have cultural tradition, that we have preservation and restoration that goes on to those historic buildings there. And, and then over the course of this month, we're going to talk some more about Mosquito Beach and some activities we're going to have there for our Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, which is starting to look like Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Month, the way July is starting to shape up with the number of activities and engagements that people want me to have in these different communities throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation. We have our Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank now that is underway, that's working on seafood and human safety. We're going to be doing a lot in June throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation with focus groups and community engagement sessions with native Gullah Geechees, especially Gullah Geechee fishing families, but also those who are just in the business of still consuming a lot of our different types of seafood. Because we need to understand the environmental issues that are affecting human health, including causing autoimmune diseases. All right? So now we want to learn from the community how they're still harvesting, 
how they're still consuming their food, how they're preparing it and consuming it to see if it's a traditional way, but then to also see what effects it's having on the body because then we can start to identify healing processes. These waters are not the same as when our ancestors were first harvesting them. This land is not the same as when our ancestors first carved out this cultural landscape that is the Gullah Geechee Nation and through which the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Corridor runs from Cape Fair down to St. Augustine that you heard about in that special field order number 15. And so as we continue this journey, this stand for land is taking on a number of things. We just finished having a AS Property Workshop, a Community Empowerment Workshop. Again, thank attorneys Willie Haywood and attorney Clifford Bush III for being part of that. We're going to show portions of this on Gullah Geechee TV in the future because we're editing together a number of things we shot about his property, and we're going to make that into a short piece that can permanently be on Gullah Geechee TV in the future. So I know many of you who keep up with Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook and at Gullah Geechee on Twitter probably wondered about the broadcast over the past month and how come we didn't show you some of the events that you also saw listed. But that is why we are going to do a much broader piece with some of the Gullah Geechee Air Property events that we're doing. But we do have another film showing that's going to be coming up about our land and a segment of America's Heartland that showed some years ago to talk about how we obtained land and those auctions at that special field order 15 that I read a piece from in my speech to the United Nations talked about. And we're going to have that at the St. Helena Branch Library this coming Saturday at noon. It's open to all the family. It's free. This is part of our Gullah Geechee Living Legacy Series. This is our Living History series at the St. Helena Branch Library. So noon this coming Saturday, it's only a 30-minute piece, and we'll have about a 30-minute discussion after that as part of our Gullah Geechee Living History series that we are continuing at the St. Helena Branch Library. Our next event at the library after that will not take place until the second Saturday in July. And we'll be showing, again, CNN's Inside Africa piece that was done on the Gullah Geechee Nation. That second Saturday celebration and event is going to encompass the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association's fifth anniversary and second Saturdays at the York W. Bailey Museum at Historic Penn Center. Many of you know that I've co-chaired the Heritage Day celebration at Penn Center the last two years, and I've been a part of that celebration when it first started 33 years ago. Well, I am also co-chairing again this year and will be presenting there again this year. So plan now for that. That's the second weekend in November, November 12th through the 15th, Veterans Day weekend. But before that, come join us the second Saturday in July from 10 to about 4 in the afternoon. The York W. Bailey Museum will be open, no charge for that. And we're going to have a Gullah Geechee fish fry and celebration so that you can meet the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association members, celebrate with us and things like that, and then walk over at about 3 o'clock to the St. Helena Branch Library to see the CNN Inside Africa edition of their visit to the Gullah Geechee Nation that shows the way in which we are still holding on to those crafts and those traditions and the cultural heritage that I spoke about in that speech back in 1999. I think that we're batting a thousand. I'm big on baseball. We're batting a thousand right about now that most of what I read about in that speech, and we're still holding on.
ensuring that we are able to hold strong and hold on is to continue to have our people, have all of our supporters in social media and around the world. Our page on Facebook is Gullah Geechee Nation. Please fan the page. Hotcha, please fan the page. We are at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E. All right? We are Gullah Geechee on Twitter, and we are Gullah Geechee on Instagram. Please make sure that you support us, that you follow us, that you retweet what we're posting when you see us posting our GoFundMe campaign entitled Help Save Gullah Geechee Land. Help Save Gullah Geechee Land. I am looking at that GoFundMe site right now. In this course this month, we are only at $355 of a $5 million goal. I'm calling on all of our supporters around the world to please make a donation, $5 or more, to this campaign. We truly want to be over $1,000 by the time that we get to the end of this month. But I'm asking you to make it at least $500 as of today. We're at 355 so I need $145 that if you're listening to the show, please make sure to go there and donate. If you get there and it's above that mark, don't withhold your donation, please. Please contribute what you can as often as you can. You can also see that you can make it a repetitive donation. And you will get a tax refund receipt. If you are in the U.S., you can use that receipt for your next year's taxes and write it off as the contribution is tax deductible. This is happening through our Pan-African Family Empowerment and Land Preservation Network, which is our new 501c3 that has taken the lead on this Gullah Geechee Stand for Land. We are having even the Stand for Land Sundays starting up Sunday, April the 19th. We're asking all the spiritual centers and in particular the black churches, in particular the black churches, but all churches, to help to raise $10,000 amongst themselves to go into this $5 million fundraiser. So we're asking over the course of six Sundays between April the 19th and September the 6th that all the churches do a Stand for Land donation, that they take up a collection and that they have at least $500 in that collection, at least $500 in the collection, or that the churches simply donate $500 from their accounts to the Pan-African Family Empowerment and Land Preservation Network. We're asking them to be a part of Stand the Number 4 Land, Stand for Land Sundays, beginning Sunday, April 19th, and we're going to run this to September 6th. What's going to happen with this $5 million is that we are doing a land lottery, land tax lottery so that a family will get drawn from it where we will pay their entire tax bill for the year. Or if we have enough funds, we will pay multiple tax bills and we'll draw several different families' names from the lottery. What's required of the family to be in the lottery? They have to agree that if we pay their land tax for one year, they will also show proof that they have the money for the next two years already. We will then, if they're in Beaufort County, South Carolina, or somewhere in South Carolina, get them involved in the incremental payments that they can make. So 
So that's something that they will come to trainings and classes to learn about. So that would be the requirement to actually receive it, the payment from the lottery. They don't have to buy a lottery ticket. You just enter your family name, but you would have to agree to these rules to be part of the lottery. So that is why we're doing the $5 million in order to prevent others from losing their land. Also are going to have it end before we go too far into September because you have a year and a day to reclaim land. And we intend to try to find families who lost land at auction last year at, quote, share of sale, end quote, to see if we can help you to get that land back. So we are truly about land reclamation and land ownership preservation and continuation in the Gullah Geechee Nation and throughout the African diaspora. This is about the truly Pan-African family. That are who we be, the representation of the Pan-African family. And anyone who wants to become a member of the Pan-African Family Empowerment and Land Preservation Network, you can go to panafricanfamilyempowermentnetwork.org. You can send an email to info at panafricanfamilyempowermentnetwork.org. Or just send us an email here to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. GoGeeko at AmericaOnline.com, and we will send you the details on how to become a member. Membership is only $20, $20 to be a member. You and your family can become members and take part in the free workshops and land uh, classes that we're going to be giving to help you know how to use your land to empower yourself economically and to have stability with that land and pass it on to the next generation. So the first Saturday in June, we will officially cut the ribbon and open the house of the new offices at One V for Town Plaza for the Pan-African Family Empowerment and Land Preservation Network. We will also have that evening a fundraiser at Penn Center for the Heritage Day celebration, the All-White Affair. So tickets are going on sale this month for the All-White Affair. Once again, for details on any of these, email me to G-U-L-L-G-E-E. C-O at AOL.com. That is also the email address that you use to connect and become a member of our international organization, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, that started this journey almost 20 years ago, has continued this journey, has now ignited a new spark with these new organizations, these new non work is still the official nonprofit of the Gullah Geechee Nation and is working on Tech Up Step Up has another group meeting this weekend there in Charleston with the elders and the younger people working together to exchange our cultural knowledge and information. And our Council of Elders members and Assembly of Representatives members that are based in Charleston are working with the community to educate them more on their Gullah Geechee Constitution, their rights, their culture, so that they understand these things and understand these things. And then it's intergenerational and it's shared. And if you want to be an active part of keeping our work going and you want to be a member of the coalition, please email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. You can also go to our Eventbrite link for the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival. And our website for the festival is info. G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot I-N-F-O. If you click on the Eventbrite link, you can 
pay membership dues for the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition there, even if you cannot attend the festival this year. You can leave donations toward the Gullah Geechee Aoke Bulan archive. We are in the process of digitizing all these records of all of these activities, as well as all the photographs, historic documentation that's on audio and videotape, because we do live in a hurricane zone. So when I mention the environmental work we're doing with the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank is not just about factories dumping chemicals and PCBs and other contaminants into our waters and onto our land that has managed to cause cancers and autoimmune diseases in our people, but it also has to do with things like climate change, sea level rise, and our continued issues with these dynamics and how they affect these things that humans create like audio videotapes that cause them to degrade. And also we are in a hurricane zone, so we need to have things digitized, put in the cloud, so that God forbid, if we ever have to deal with another such storm, we do not lose any of it. And also fires or anything like that, that we do not lose all of these things that we've taken all these years to amass. And so we are appreciative of everyone who contributes any amount to both the Gullah Geechee Al-Kabulan Archive Fundraiser and to our Gullah Geechee Land fundraiser on GoFundMe. If you want details on any and all of these things and you also want to receive our international e-zine, the conch, you can find our issue.com online, I-S-S-U-U.com, and you should subscribe on there for free to get the publication each time it comes out monthly. But if you email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, we'll add you to the Gullah Geechee listserv that has existed since we started the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition as a means by which to continue to reconnect Gullah Geechees throughout our diaspora, but also link us with people around the world that want to help us be empowered and want to continue to respect our ability to tell our story. And so it's a blessing to continue to be here, to stand with my people, to celebrate with my people. I'm looking forward to this Saturday being with the folks again at St. Helena Branch Library at noon. I'm looking forward to being with the family down at Geechee Kunda for the gathering, which is going to take place on Saturday the 18th. So in two weeks, we'll be down at Geechee Kunda. And we also then have the Gullah Root Experience Tours. We have, we're holding those this month on the 24th and the 25th, one at 10 a.m. each of those days here on St. Helena Island. If you want to sign up again, use the email I mentioned earlier. And then I will also be looking forward to seeing my folks out in Chi-Town in between the gathering and those tours that I just mentioned. But I definitely am calling on all of our supporters. If you cannot get to Beaufort County and to Beaufort County Council, please go online to the Beaufort County Council website and get their email addresses or email us and write in a letter to support keeping our libraries open at their current hours. Do not allow the Beaufort County Library to reduce our hours down to 24 hours per week at each library. They are trying to cut the budget in half. So on Monday, April the 13th at 5 p.m. at the Beaufort County Council Chambers, we will be there yet again speaking out and speaking up on behalf of our community and continuing to educate our people and to continue on this journey and our story and standing up for who we be and we be. Gullah Geechee, anointed people. So this journey that took me to the United Nations back in 1999 about land, about community, about culture, has brought me right back home to Gullah Geechee Sea Island Sands.
still continuing to fight for our traditions, our culture, and our legacy. I have stood up with so many people. It is great to see projects coming to life, like the McLeod Plantation grant opening that's going to happen on May the 9th with Friends of McLeod. It's a blessing to see that Low Country Giving Day, which will be May 5th, is now featuring the Gullah Geechee Angel Network that they want to give money to, that they will match every dollar that we donate, and we're trying to get $10,000 for them on that day. A lot of you gave last year, and you helped us go over the top with the Colleton County Memorial Library. We didn't make it for the Angel Network last year. I hope we do this year, and also for Penn Center Incorporated this year. They are the two Penn Center Incorporated and Gullah Geechee Angel Network that we're pushing for, that we're fighting for this year. So if you have money to give, and we're going to talk more about that again throughout the month, make ready to donate it on Low Country Giving Day, May the 5th. And so the community, Coastal Community Foundation, will also match your donation here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And this will help us to keep our institutions yet alive and so that they can continue to thrive. And so, Hunter Chillin, thank you, thank you for tuning in one more again to We Show, Gullah Geechee, Rhythm Radio. This year, the head body of the nation. This year, the queen quit. So glad that Hunter Chillin joined we. And you know, this year got plenty more to crack your teeth about who we be right here, Polynesia land in the sea. And I'm so happy that I've had the opportunity to continue this journey from human rights right back to our land and right back to land and legacy. Peace, blessings, and strength to all of you. Thank you, thank you, Hona Chilla. See Hona Saturday and Hona Chilla on them Sunday for stand for land right with me. Keep on shouting because we be Gullah Geechee. Oh. <laughs>